0: Drop
1: the subject.
0: Okay, let's get this thing going. Drop the subject on the new Channel Q. The new drop the subject. Allie Johnson and Jarrett Hill. That's me. That's you. Thank you for checking us out. Thank you for uh, listening. And of course, if you like what you're hearing, please share it. Share it with your friends. Share it with our bosses, more importantly. That would be great. Uh, Entercom slash contact. Exactly. That's the place to go. We've got a lot to look forward to on today's show. There's lots going on. Of course, we mentioned yesterday that Ginger Justin is newly engaged. So now that he is, we figured for just the tip Tuesday where we share, you know, life tips and hacks and things like that and advice. We would share the 11 signs that you're actually ready to get engaged. Now that you're already engaged and it's too late, let's right. figure out if you are actually ready for it. You
2: know what we should have done even though we didn't want to tip Sarah off that this was coming, but we probably should have done that segment like right before they left for vacation.
0: Yeah, but I'm also Unless there's
2: something I, in there that they're not ready for, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Well,
0: I, I did glance at it. I mean, we can go th- we're going to go through it in detail right. later on in the show, but I wish I had read that list before I got engaged. I mean, but I hear you. I, I'm I kind of you. a fan of going through things after the fact and being like, all right, well, you made that choice. So here's what that means. Let's process it now.
2: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited to check it out, go through it, figure out Justin's life for him. And, um, you know, we're being good friends. We're doing a public service.
0: We are doing a public yeah. service. Yeah. And we're bringing ginger awareness to the forefront, which is important as well. We also... I know we, I don't really watch Jeopardy. I've never been one of those people who watches it religiously. It makes me feel real dumb but you watch it frequently and i feel like i just read headlines about this guy who keeps winning 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 right. and then he has like a week where i don't see anything about him in the news and then all of a sudden this morning it was like james hallsbower or whatever his name is Hull's like he hour, does yeah. it again and i'm like why why is he all of a sudden just it's just back again is there so, there's a cycle so that there, happens that's a
2: great question so for the for two weeks james was not in the headlines because there was the jeopardy's te- jeopardy te- Teachers tournament, so he was not on the show. Um, they they had to go into a tournament.
0: Oh, they just had, had a bunch of back. teachers there.
2: So yeah, they do a couple of tournaments a year, and they do a, a tournament of teachers where they come through and they compete against each other, and then one wins. I think a uh, hundred thousand dollars. One wins fifty thousand. One wins twenty five at the end. So James wasn't a part of that. Jo- Justin, I hate you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so. That was why he was out of the headlines, but the tournament's over. So now it's back to regularly scheduled play where James is now killing everything. Yeah, I see.
0: Okay, so he he still has a twenty. It's what a twenty three game streak now, He's, and they don't break the streak just because he wasn't on it for two weeks correct. because a bunch of shop so, teachers. So an
2: interesting thing that um, happened uh, in Jeopardy history, like you might remember, Ken Jennings was like the biggest winner that ever won. He won like two point one million dollars, or something like that.
0: Yeah, and he just said that he can't even beat this guy. Probably,
2: well, probably not. The thing that happened with Ken that was interesting was Ken began his run at the end of a Jeopardy season. I think it was like the last week of taping. So he had like two or three episodes that he did and then he was gone for the whole summer because the season was over and they run reruns over the summer and then he came back in September. So it's kind of a similar thing where like something happened in the middle of his run because Jeopardy tapes five episodes a day and um, oh, that's a week of time. Five a day? Well they only take like 25 minutes to tape an episode. So they tape back to back to back and that, right. that gives them a week Does of content. Does he change
0: suits? Alex yeah. Trebek? So he changes? He goes Alex
2: f- goes backstage, he Changes a suit, comes right back out and does the next one.
0: Wow. Okay, so but if he has like a zit or something, then it's a it's obvious in all five episodes. So you think that he has like a?
2: I always think that when there when someone has a cold, and right? Like, You're say like the you cold are still lasts sick. A week, right? That cold ends up being a month long cold on television. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because they tape for about four or five days um, of five day shows, So that ends up being like about a month of content because um, they only tape, I think, like 45 days a year or something to fill up the, you know, their whole season.
0: I see. Yeah. So then the James guy, James Holzhauer, he is also doing back to back tapings and changing clothing.
2: Um, correct. So he'll he will tape, you know, five shows in a day. That gives him a week of, of shows that he did and he'll keep going until he until he
0: I see. wins.
2: Well, I think the what's... The thing it? I sorry, the thing that I keep wishing that I could do is I went to a taping that airs in July and I don't remember if James was the champion or not cuz I didn't know to look for him back when I went. God. So I'm like,
0: oh, Whoa, how long so is all this, gonna this gonna happened go? already.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They take so this months he, in advance. Oh,
0: so he knows how long his streak was. Yes. But is he sworn to secrecy? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So he has to sign an NDA and all that stuff. Well, because,
2: like, you can't go out and talk about being on the game show, on any game show that you go on. You can't talk about. I'm such a game show nerd. So you can't talk about your winnings on those shows. Like, when you go on Survivor, if you win, you can't. You, I mean, if you get well, to the Well, yeah, finals, I just figured that. I
0: know Survivor and stuff and The yeah, Bachelor, yeah. but I guess I didn't really think that like Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. Oh, I was like, don't tell anybody that you won money. Wow. No, yeah. It's, okay. it's, it's
2: a pretty big deal. So, That's interesting. So yeah. we
0: don't know. Uh, he knows how long his winning streak is. And the other guy had what? A $2.1 million Ken Jennings record? won
2: $2.5, 2.5. million dollars, um, over 74 episodes. Right now, James is uh, 23 episodes in and he's at 1.7. So he's he's less than a quarter of the way. He's about a quarter of the way and he's almost there to what what Ken Jennings won.
0: Right. Okay. So he's going to do it in way less games is
2: the point. Absolutely. I mean, assuming this streak continues, yeah.
0: So have they ever done this? This is what I was thinking because I was reading about that Ken guy and how he has the record and then there are other people that have, you know, great records with winning on Jeopardy. Mm -hmm. Why don't after this whole James Holes Hour thing happens, why don't we do a big like all stars episode where they all has that happened before? So that
2: actually just happened happened uh like three months ago they had the first time they ever did an all-stars from like the history of jeopardy and then james Came in right after this, after the All Stars, and it was actually the biggest thing they'd ever did. They drafted like people from like they had their biggest champions come in as team captains, and then they were able to draft people who were like huge champions. And they did like weeks long thing, and it was it was really really uh, cool to see all of these people come back. And actually, the day that I went, I I remember talking about this on the show before. uh, The day that I went was the last day of taping for this. Oh, that's right, because Alex uh, when he talked about his cancer and stuff. Wow and so um, there were a lot of Jeopardy! champions there that day um, and Ken Jennings was one of them and I, I, I don't like walking up to celebrities and taking a picture or something like that because it, sometimes it's weird but like my friend who was with me was like oh my god you have to take a picture I was like I mean it is Ken Jennings <laughs> And so I went up there, and, and I, was,
0: I don't think he would have minded. Well, Did and, he, he mind?
2: and he didn't. He took a picture with he me. He wasn't like, so. "Get
0: away from me, God! Let exactly. me live my life." He's like, Do you know who I am? And
2: so uh, he didn't do that. He was great. Yeah, that wasn't a form yeah, yeah. of a question. Uh, so
0: I also, I mean, it's just been so wild watching all of this. Not not literally watching. I'm not literally watching, but to see all this take off and to see, in in a lot of ways, I mean, I think that the people who are still watching Jeopardy are of the old are older sure right they're a little longer in the
2: tooth. Well, yeah, they definitely skew older. That show's been on for thirty-five years, right? So, so. this is
0: so exciting for the people, the old people who watch Jeopardy religiously. This is like their Game of Thrones. Well, they so are so freaking excited. <laughs> like my my wife's dad, my father-in-law, called us and was like, "Did you see what James? Did you see what he did? He got <laughs> <laughs> the Daily Double, and well, he's I mean, he's just so excited about this." What's interesting
2: about James is he's a professional gambler gambler from Las Vegas, and initially when he was doing the, the show the, he plays the show in a different way he doesn't play the categories top down right he plays all of the categories from the bottom and like goes across the bottom of the board and a lot of people don't like that format because it's harder to play but you that's feel like he's why cheating. he's doing well I mean technically he's not cheating he's just not playing traditionally and so people have been kind of like frustrated because it's harder to play that way but that's why he's winning so much because he's really smart and he's figured out how to like work the system to, to make it jarring for the other players. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm happy for him. I just am not happy that Tom Brady's involved now.
2: Well, we will get into that after yeah. after this quick break. Also, Just a Tip Tuesday is coming up where Justin is now engaged. We're going to figure out if he made the right choice. Sarah, if you're listening, we've got some big news for you. <laughs> um, that's coming up on the new Drop the Subject with Jared Nally right here on Channel Q.
1: Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject.
0: Drop the subject on the new Channel Q. Allie Johnson and Jared Hill sitting in some brand new chairs. Well, I don't know if they're new chairs. Ginger Justin made a great point. He said, I don't know if these are new chairs, but they're different chairs.
2: I actually was excited, and then you just kind of deflated that balloon a little bit. Yeah, I mean,
0: they might be. They do look new. They do look new-ish. I mean, they look newer than the ones that were in here. And actually...
2: To be fair, to be, anything would look newer than the ones that we had yes, before. Yes, they
0: were pretty haggard, yeah. and uh, they'd seen better days. They had questionable stains on them. They <laughs> they didn't go up and down. Some of them were built for giants. It seemed they were extremely tall, and they wouldn't go down. And th- actually, those were an upgrades from the other ones. In my last time I was in a radio studio, there were pieces of the chair missing. Oh, uh, yeah, looked like someone took took a bite right out of the armrest. So nice. I actually, if I'm looking at my radio career in chair form, you've had yeah this is I'm on the up and up okay
2: well Um, I mean being a new station you kind of get the hand-me-down stuff and we're doing pretty well. Yeah,
0: now. yeah, yeah. I think that us also because we're us gays are like, no, we will not stand for these chairs that don't look <laughs> good next to this table. It doesn't go well. So, uh these are all uniform chairs. They're yes. all the same. It's beautiful. All right, we're going to talk about this Jeopardy thing really quickly. Uh Tom Brady, I just find this story to be so ridiculous because as soon as Tom Brady gets involved in something, I become very uninterested. Mm-hmm. And everyone's so interested in this James Hall's guy and how he keeps winning on Jeopardy, and then Tom Brady had to stick his stupid little hand into this whole thing and he was like, "By the way, everybody, if James Hall's our lose this tonight, I'm going to eat a strawberry."
2: It's like, "Oh. Wait, and isn't Tom Brady from the Patriots? Yes. Don't we doesn't don't we mostly hate him?
0: Yeah, he's a very hateable person. Yeah. But he's hateable because he just won't stop winning and he's also married to Giselle Bundchen, who's ridiculously attractive. So he just kind of yeah. has the best life and then anytime he loses, he gets so mad and like be- basically becomes like a little baby and you're like your life is amazing and
2: trump loves them and they go visit the white house he's Ugh, very easy to hate it's too much yeah. yeah and
0: so now he decided i'm gonna make this about me and i will eat a strawberry because one of the cool things about him is that he's never had a strawberry Jesus and Christ. this is what pisses me off about people like this say you've lived your whole life with never having a cheeseburger or a hot dog or whatever a it taco. is yes a taco thank <sighs> you perfect example and, have you never gone to Taco Bell? Sorry. But there there becomes a transitional moment where you decide to never have one just for the sake of saying it's something unique about you. True. And you're like, I've never had a strawberry. And everyone's like, shut up. Who hasn't had a strawberry? Just eat a strawberry and be done with it. <laughs> move on already. You know, move on with your damn life. So yeah. anyway, James Hall's hour one. Tom Brady did not eat a strawberry. And everyone moves on with their life. Because
2: he's a cheater and a liar. He
0: is a lie, lie, cheater, cheater. Uh, We have somebody on the phones quickly. We have to get to this list, Justin. I know that you want to get to it. So hello, who's this?
3: Allie, I love you,
2: my
0: beautiful love. Creepy creeper, are you still going to listen? I know Kevin Klein had to depart Channel Q, not because it's what he wanted, but because uh, he's on a big—he's uh, ha- he has a bigger role on another sister station. So I hope you'll continue listening, creepy creeper.
3: Oh, Allie, I listen to you on the podcast. Oh, or but you're listening live right now. No, Allie, actually I can't because I will run my data out on my. So, uh,
0: Allie,
3: Mm. I got a great idea, my beautiful love. What is your idea? Let's make love to each other right here, right now.
0: No, that's it, Creepy Creeper. Goodbye. We need to move on to somebody else. This is not... You know, somebody put on twitter they were like does this mean that creepy creeper is going to be gone from the show Probably. Be- i hope so yeah. <laughs> is that your vote i
2: think so yeah
0: okay we need to get to this list now J- ginger justin you just got engaged over the past week you took a vacation you took your love out to san diego the most romantic place on earth and you proposed marriage to her in a hotel room surrounded by flower petals and candles and uh, you're saying we have to take a break
2: you you took the Creepy Creeper call.
0: That was 30 seconds. Yeah, <laughs> We talked about Tom Brady too long You know, he's took his hand in this now and he's exactly. ruining the show Exactly. He took so, up too much time than he's supposed to okay, then take a quick break Okay, We'll take a We'll take a yes. really quick break, and then we'll get to this list
2: Yes, this this list is 11 signs that you're ready to get engaged We're gonna figure out if Ginger Justin and Sarah made the right choice. Uh, that's coming up next on the new Channel queue.
1: Drop the subject. We'll be right back Drop the subject.
0: Okay, drop the subject on the new Channel Q with Allie Johnson and Jared Hill, Ginger Justin, newly engaged, spent some time in Colorado and then San Diego last week proposing marriage to his longtime girlfriend. You were together, what, five years? Five years before getting engaged. And now that you have finally taken the plunge, let's figure out whether it was a good decision or not. These are the 11 signs that you are ready to get engaged. And I would say if you're missing at least one to two of these, then you might want to put a stop payment on that ring because <laughs> it's still in the mail. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Do you know when this ring is coming? Did you get this ring? For, like it? Did you get it from someone on Craigslist? Well, how did you get it?
4: You no, went it was to a, like a ring maker. Yes.
0: Okay. So but what is the delay? Are they just saying...
4: Well, she wanted a certain type of metal used and that type of metal takes longer.
0: Oh, I see. Okay. So, is it some kind of weird recyclable metal or is it like like is it some kind of new agey thing or it's like no, it's platinum gold or something?
4: It's white gold. Oh, okay. Oh, got nice. it. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, that can take a little longer to put the pieces together. Correct. It's not would like she, we're waiting she, for the person to die. Which she take have no
4: you ring. just
2: got silver though. Would she
4: Well, it was actually uh regular gold was the option uh-huh. like the default or you can get white gold
2: okay
0: yeah All right. there are a lot of different cu- types of gold now it's not just gold gold there's rose gold white gold platinum gold something gold it's crazy okay there's white gold but there's not black gold. i'm not doing that that, <laughs> that is bs <laughs> exactly. i want a black gold ring 24 I want my karat black gold <laughs> <laughs> okay here is number one again these are the 11 signs that you are actually ready to get engaged you both have full lives It takes two whole people to make a relationship. This means that you enjoy a full life already with friends, family, a career, a social life that fulfills you. Do you consider yourself to be a whole person, Justin?
2: Can he say no to that? (laughs) Is that something you can say no to?
0: You know, it's like... I'm
2: just not sure if this
4: counts as a career. Right.
0: Right. I I everything else yes, Okay. so and everything everything, every every other aspect of your life you feel it's pretty fulfilling yes correct okay because that's one of the easiest ways to break up with somebody you say like I need to focus on me I'm not not me it's you right like I'm not ready to be in a partnership and until I'm ready for that then I'm you know we need to go our separate ways so number two (laughs) I'm sorry are you relating to any of this I'm fine number two. You like him or her for who they are. At the top of uh, at the top of things to know before marriage, accepting and loving your partner for who they are at their core, good and bad qualities alike. That is essential. Getting engaged does not magically instantly change your boyfriend or girlfriend into a dreamlike human with all of the added stress of wedding planning. You might seem uh, see some ugly sides of them come out. You know, I will say that this is true as far as wedding planning that can bring out arguments that you never thought you would have right uh in my case it just ended up being me just not saying what i wanted because she was really dead set on what she wanted for certain things i'm
2: glad you said that because yesterday we got a tweet from someone saying to justin that he needs to start like saying like you're right or what was the tweet yesterday that we got from someone that was saying like that Justin needs to start preparing himself to always like defer to her and oh whatever. right and like I hate when people say that so like people always say like uh, a happy wife makes a happy life and it's like yeah but both of y'all have to be happy and like I whenever I hear someone saying that like I get it like marriage is about compromise right any relationship is about some some level of compromise but like whenever I hear that like I'm always thinking like how encouraging is that to people to want to get married? Like, just whatever she says is yeah. right. Whatever she wants to do is a yes. Like, no, that's that's I, that's a word I can't say on right
0: yes, the radio. Yes, no, that is that is true. I do agree with you there, um, because you're always right. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I do, but I think that maybe a better way to say it is to pick your battles. Because in certain things, I'm like, you know, I don't really agree, but do I want to spend the next 45 minutes arguing about what we're having for dinner or something little that's not really going to matter in the long run? Then I'm like, you know what? You're right. Yes, we can have fish again or whatever it is. Not that she's not that that's the case. I'm just just an example. Just because we're lesbians doesn't mean we eat fish. So,
2: Justin, you like her for who she is. He's like, no. I
4: do. (laughs)
2: Okay. All right. Moving on.
0: Okay. Number three. You enjoy everyday moments. One of the things to consider before getting married is what it actually means. Unfortunately, becoming man and wife. Okay. This is too hetero. Or man and man or wife and wife. Isn't just one long romantic rose colored date. It is full of ups and downs, ebbs and flows, patience, compromise, changes, blah, blah, blah. So you have to enjoy the little things. I guess is what they're saying in order to get through that. Do you feel you enjoy the everyday moments, the little things? You're, you're tossing yes. your I'll head back yes. and forth? Okay. What what's the hesitation there?
4: <laughs> I mean as much as you can.
0: Okay. Right? All right, sure. But I see you two, I mean, you you both are in the building together. I see you go walk for lunch together. I, I saw them you.
2: downstairs yesterday walking out, and I was like, how cute are
0: they? Yeah, I mean, you guys actually see each other every day, which to some people can be like, oh, it's too much, but it doesn't
2: seem to be too much for you. Their love also made me want to kind of vomit, because I'm jealous. It's fine. It's fine.
0: It's fine. do I sound fine? They can have lunch together. That's their prerogative. <laughs> I'm going
2: through a breakup right now, so leave me alone. You are? <laughs> a little bit. Oh, no. Um, no, I'm, I'm really happy for you. I am. Um, <laughs> Well, we can talk about that later. No, no, no. It's it's fine. Um, (laughs) Okay.
0: Yeah. Number four, you are not wondering what else is out there. This is a big one. Mm. Because if you are deciding, especially after five years, and for us, when we got engaged, it was six... You know, you have to make a decision of if is this this is the choice that I'm making, this is the person I want to spend the rest of my life with, or do I kind of want to test the waters and see what else is out there, even in the form of emotionally flirting through text messages or things like that. If you have a wandering eye, then that's going to deter you from getting engaged.
4: The two of us started dating right as the whole online app dating really started taking off. And uh, I've heard horror stories from everyone I know about these. And so I am glad that I missed that.
0: I will attest to that as well. I didn't ever have to get on Tinder. I did meet my wife on OkCupid, but she has the best success story of of online dating of all time. I'm the first person that she met on the Internet. The first person.
2: I hate you guys. Um,
0: I hate her. I was giving up on it. I was like, online dating sucks, and it yeah. has not gotten any better. I mean, I talk to people that online date frequently, and they're like, "This is the worst."
2: Yeah. I every time I hear that story, I just kind of want to like go slit my wrist a little bit or something. <laughs> like, I'm like, just you guys, a little bit. I, I remember like being on online dating, and I mean, I'm not really on online dating anymore. Um, but like, it's it's really it can be really difficult and daunting, and like it's it's not encouraging. So good for you, Katie. Well, We're happy for and, you.
0: And, makes people think that okay if i'm not going to do online dating then how am i going to meet somebody because everyone feels like they have to be yeah okay number five you bring out the best in one another yeah okay how exciting uh number six you are team players does that mean you bat for different teams what does this mean uh compromise isn't always 50 50 sometimes you got to sleep with every gender no i'm just kidding uh (laughs) let's see um yeah so when you go to if you go on a vacation or something like that is it mostly her decision her making the decision or are you compromising
2: yeah how did this last vacation
4: come together yeah well I planned a lot of it but there was
0: because I'm the man
4: no but there was surprises <laughs> you know I had to plan a lot of it because of the surprises
0: yeah but on any other vacation term like if you're going to take another trip together are both of you planning that together or are you the one usually making the plans?
4: Uh, She likes me planning things, but likes having final say.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm kind of like that, too, I have to admit. I don't really want to do a lot of the planning, but I want a plan to be presented to me, and then I can change it accordingly.
2: I'm single, so I plan all my own trips. That's great. (laughs) I don't really have to fight with anyone about it.
0: It's fine. But it would be kind of funny if you did fight with yourself a little bit. No, Jared, I don't want to go to that museum. Like, who are you talking to? We have to learn about Anne Frank. Exactly. Okay. Uh, Seven, you can talk about anything. Do you feel like you can talk about anything in your relationship? You're not holding anything back? There's no secrets.
4: Not for me, anyways.
0: If you have, okay. If you have secrets, do you want to reveal them here on the air?
4: Maybe next break.
0: Okay, next break. <laughs> uh, that's a good tease for you. Number eight, you're each other's greatest fan. Okay, blah. Number nine, you share similar values. Do you feel like you have the same ethics? Always
2: important, especially when you think about kids and religion and education and all that. How do you guys feel about kids? You guys think about? I think kids we gotta go to break.
0: No, really.
2: <laughs> I uh, mean, if you don't want to have, you might not want to have kids, and that's totally fine too.
4: Yeah, have you had that conversation though? We've kind of had the conversation where <laughs> we say, uh, you know, obviously it'd be great to have kids, but also with all the crazy stuff going on right now, it feels a little uh, irresponsible yeah, to bring more kids you're into Yeah, I know. You're not.
0: You're not alone. I've talked to some other couples who are like, I don't know if I want to bring a baby into this world. Okay, then finally, number ten, you would elope. And number 11, you don't have cold feet. I guess it's a little
2: bit early to ask about cold feet.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I think that your feet are pretty warm right now, considering you just got engaged. (laughs) So you have a long time. You have a whole year for them to get cold.
2: Well, he has cold feet, hot feet, warm feet, stinky feet. (laughs) Who knows what the feet are. Um, We're going to take a quick (laughs) break. When we come back, Ali's got the headlines. I've got the votes and you get the news. It's news that'll lose it right after this.
1: Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject.
0: Drop the subject. On the new channel Q, Allie Johnson and Jared Hill, the newly engaged Ginger Justin, our producer... And before we get to News It or Lose It, the headline selection portion, we have another phone call that I am told is not Creepy Creeper. And Jared has already requested that we never speak to him again.
2: Creepy Creeper just creeps me out. And I guess it's in the name. But, that's, yeah. that,
0: I mean, yeah, it is the most appropriate name I've ever heard of. But who is this?
3: Uh, this is Willie. Hey, Willie. Hello. Hi. I just wanted to call and just say hi. Uh, and
2: pretty much that's about it. Well, Great.
0: Well hey. I'm so glad. All right. Well moving
2: on. Take no. care. Uh, how are you how are you feeling about uh the show so far yesterday and today? The new show?
3: Um well I haven't had a chance to listen to today's show. I was listening to um uh yesterday's show this morning. Uh huh. Um Yeah, I I'll be honest, it's like his, his his proposal story is better than all of my proposal stories. Wait, wait, you like, have multiple proposals. Really
0: you have yes. multiple proposal stories? What? How many? Yes. Is this all to the same, yes. mm-hmm. so proposed, the same person? or? Yes. So you've proposed. Okay, Willie, you've proposed marriage to how how many times to this girlfriend of yours?
2: Three. Wait, did she say no, no, and then seemingly yes? No, she said yes, but it was like, it wasn't, it was very, I did such a, a bad job that it was like, no, redo it. Oh, okay. Okay, because I was about to say, at some point, it's just harassment. But I get what you're saying now. Okay, I get that.
0: Like, okay. oh, actually, she yeah. doesn't know who I am. <laughs> exactly. She lives in Nebraska. Like,
2: we're not even dating. Yeah. It's just really awkward. So what was yeah, the first... No, no, no,
0: what, what were your plans then? How were they so bad? Oh. What did you do?
3: Well, I uh, so the first one, um, I just, because of some um, uh, personal drama stuffy, uh, I felt very sad and so she was basically she kind we sort of both proposed to each other and she gave me one of her little um like cheapo rings. Mm-hmm. And the next time I was at a comic book we were we were at a comic book convention and I basically quickly bought a a ring because I felt I felt bad that I couldn't give her a good a, a, a good quality ring. And so uh, I I wrote her this nice little sweet Poem thing, and then I gave it to her. And the third one was like her mom. Her, like her mom heard these stories and was like, "This is dumb. So go and you know go and do like a proper." Like at a dinner, at a nice place, at a nice restaurant, we were over at dinner and stuff. But we, just, I just proposed to her in the car, and she was like, "All right, yeah, whatever, <laughs> fine." Okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll we'll say
0: it counts. Okay, well, to be fair, I'm sure that your notes were very nice, and I find it a little weird that your fiance's mother was like, "These suck, do it again." Proposed to my daughter again and take her out to dinner, but then you ended up doing it in the car. Well, I guess the most important thing is that you are engaged now.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've been engaged for a while. Okay. Uh, like I said, both last time when we talked, I'm just too poor to marry her, so.
0: Okay. Well, I well, mean, maybe we're... you can just piggyback onto Justin's wedding, and you can yeah. do a double wedding. I mean, we have double officiants, oh, so we dude. can just do two you in one. You know
3: what? I will, ha- I will happily take sloppy seconds. Okay, great. We-
2: we'll officiate it for you. We're, we're doing that now. It's a new <laughs> business. We just started. So. You know what? Maybe,
3: maybe, may- maybe Allie can officiate it, and, and then, you know, Maybe if uh, what if am I, Chop Liver? White, yeah, what? The okay- whoa, whoa, we get, decline get your out. proposal. Yeah, Do
0: it again. Well, All right, we have to go, Willie. Maybe, Willie. Maybe. oh, bye. bye. Okay. No.
2: <laughs> well, we'll talk to you again <laughs> soon, <laughs> Willie.
0: It seems like Willie's okay. used to being cut off. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here we go. News okay. it or lose it before it's too late.
2: <laughs> oh man,
1: we've got a lot of drop. Brother. The subject presents. Lose it or lose it
0: I do think that we should since they don't have a lot of money I think getting ready uh, getting married on the radio is a perfectly budget-friendly option
2: I mean uh, I, we can we can lower our rate a little bit for this wedding. <laughs>
0: Our rate of zero dollars. Yeah, so our agent rate.
2: is like really busy booking all these <laughs> weddings for us.
0: So. Okay, headline. Uh, these. This is how it works. I'm going to release some headlines and then Jared is deciding what we news and what we lose. And what we news we will get into at the top of the next hour. All right. Here's your first headline. Arya Stark is now on Drag Race.
2: Uh, is it possible that I could even say lose it to that? <laughs> like,
0: I mean, th- I'm interested in most of this, and I figured you would be interested in every single word of this.
2: I'm, that's a, a full-on news-it. Okay. Yes.
0: <laughs> I could not be more passionate. Yeah. Uh, Alright, headline number two. Farewell Dress Barn Homely Women's Clothing Store is the latest to go in the retail apocalypse.
2: You know what's funny is, when I was going through stories to send in to you guys this morning, I saw this and I was like, pass.
0: <laughs> 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 it was like,
2: yeah, hard pass. So, uh, I'm, again, I'm gonna say pass, lose it.
0: Okay, well, I mean if I, I don't own a lot of dresses, but if I did, I don't think I would go find them in a barn I think that you, if you start off with a title called dress barn there's not really anywhere for you to go but
2: down I felt like I should counter I should balance out what you just said by saying something nice about dress barn but they're closing so what do we they're closing yeah for? I yeah. think
0: that barn doesn't work and I don't think shack obviously works because well, radio Shack is well, gone by the wayside I as think well it
2: probably works a little bit more like in in the middle of the country you know a where barn you're like oh a a more, barn all right know, a more rural stuff and you know yeah. I could see that working a little bit more than in like the coastal cities. But then
0: here we have to go upscale, like Shoe Palace.
2: Uh, yeah, you're like, yes. a
0: palace?
2: Black house, white market. Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> Sorry, go on.
0: Okay. Headline number three Maine lobster industry is devastated.
2: Yeah, I don't care. lose <laughs> You don't
0: care don't. about Maine lobster I industry mean, dying? I, I, Apparently, this has something to do with the chi- the tariffs the tariff battle
2: oh this is a trump story
0: well it's yeah the lobster industry is in a lot of trouble because of all of the stuff that's going on man you
2: talk me into it i'll use it
0: all right and then uh why every cyclist needs a
2: pool noodle jesus oh wow um sure (laughs) why not (laughs) I only said yes to like one story, so uh, we have to have something. to All right, Arya
0: Stark comment. is going to be on Drag Race. The main lobster industry is devastated by the trade wars, and then why every cyclist needs a pool noodle?
2: I yeah, you know what? I'm going to retroactively lose the pool noodle.
0: Okay. Well, I have another one. <laughs> oh, okay. Man, one more. man awarded eight million dollars for living with rats.
2: Oh, absolutely. Okay. Not. <laughs> No, absolutely not.
0: <laughs> okay, he all right. He
2: was eight million dollars for living with rats. Yes. Oh, like they were in his walls and like. Yes. Oh, oh, oh. So he like won something. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I'll do that. all right. News all right.
0: it. Okay, we'll do that. So all we right. got those three.
2: So what are they?
0: Uh, all right. We've got main. the main lobster industry is devastated because okay. of the trade war. Right. Arya Stark will be making a guest appearance on Drag Race. Got it. And a man who was awarded $8 million for living with rats.
2: Okay. Yeah, the pool noodle's definitely dead. Uh, <laughs> all those stories are coming up uh, in the second half of News That or Lose It right here on the new Channel Q and Drop the Subject with Jared and Ally.
1: Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject.
0: Okay, drop the subject on the new channel Q. We have dropped a few subjects in the last fifteen minutes. Jarrett decided he does not want to hear about Dress Barn leaving us. Why and, couldn't it have been you, Lane Bryant?
2: Any, right, anything involving a pool noodle.
0: Yes. Why cyclists Hard always pass. need to dr- ride around with pool noodles? I mean, they're targets enough. Okay, let's let's leave them alone. I mean, I have
2: friends who are cyclists, so I'm not being racist here. Um, that's it. <laughs> I have friends who are
0: cyclists. I have friends who are cyclists. Okay, my friend is a cyclist. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah. So then we get into the stories that you have decided to news. And the first of those is Arya Stark on Drag Race. RuPaul's Drag Race, it's been around for 11 seasons and counting. Game of Thrones was on for eight, most would say seven. And now, (laughs) their worlds are colliding. RuPaul's Drag Race is heading across the pond to premiere a UK version of their show. And who will be on the panel of judges? Well, the first guest judge is one of the few characters that never disappointed us, Maisie Williams, a.k.a. Arya Stark. And she says, and I wonder what you think of this. This is her quote. What I love most about drag is the story of the drag queen behind the facade, I think that so much of drag comes from a place of real pain, and seeing how that transforms into a character is so interesting to me.
2: Your your aria was actually not one of bad. my better impressions. Thank not you. Not bad.
0: <laughs> I, okay. Okay. Well, what do you think of what she said about it coming from a place of real pain? I'm like, I don't know. I mean, like, I guess I could see where she's coming from, but I'm also like, drag queens are some of the happiest people I know.
2: Well, but I mean, we also say that about comedians, right? Like, most comedians come from like a a dark place or like come from their own pain or like the the issues that they've that they've gone through. So I could kind of see that. I I don't know that drag queens have defined it that way, but I think a lot of them could probably identify with what she's saying. Like, you're you're coming from like the places that you've been marginalized, the places that you haven't been included, and being able to like come out and let your freak flag fly, if you will. So I see. Yeah, I I guess that. that
0: makes sense. I would just if that's her threshold of pain and she's Arya Stark who's been through so much pain I'm like what is you what do you think your character's life is like you think drag is the is painful. Um, I would like to see Somebody doing making a dragon joke Okay on the the show. I feel like someone should do some kind of a dragon drag queen kind of look Well, I I also
2: don't think she was saying like drag is painful I think she was saying you do your drag out of your pain
0: like, oh, to come out of your place of yeah, pain and feeling it,
2: unaccepted? Right. You use it to express yourself out of the places that you've been hurt. I think that's maybe what she meant. Yeah. You know Arya better than I do. So.
0: <laughs> I know Arya. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know Maisie. I know Aria. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so anyway. Uh, okay, this man who was awarded $8 million for living with rats now. Jesus this is actually a really fascinating and kind of sad story. So this happens... I was actually talking to my wife about this this morning because she is in mental health and she is actually encountering a situation that's similar to this in her work field. Okay. So this guy living in Washington State, uh, in Seattle, he is now being paid $8 million because the the state was not checking on him and he is... Like, he has an IQ of, like, 60. Like, he's, he's delayed. He's, like, 61 years old or something. But he was living in this house by himself, complete being completely neglected and living with, like, a ton of rats. Like, tons of rats.
2: When you say with, like, was he living with them as pets or were they just, like, infesting his house?
0: I think that his, yeah, his house had no lights. It had no sewage. It had no nothing. And he was living in there for 16 years with all of these rats. Oh like. I mean, they were definitely more than roommates. This more was a this was a rat's... Yeah, I think his was too. But what happened was that he was living with his parents. I think his
2: floor was crawling.
0: I think, yeah. His <laughs> okay. floor was crawling and his ceiling and everything. Um, he lived with his parents there, and then his parents died, and he didn't really know what to do. Oh my so God. he, like, stayed there, dead parents and all, and then when the parents got, like, you know escorted out of there eventually he was like well I don't know what else to do I'm just gonna stay here so he lived there for 16 years with the rat infested house and now they're paying him eight million dollars because they should have been helping this
2: person yikes yeah um okay I guess I I don't know after 16 years I mean after six months like there's something excuse me there's something voluntary about like that situation right like that's I don't know how I feel about that
0: well I don't think that this guy was smart enough to be like oh I should get myself out of this situation and that's why you know like my wife works with this community a lot and she's like I have somebody who's not in this specific situation but it's really bad and they're living in a situation where they cannot take care of themselves and there are supposed to be resources (laughs) for those people and they're supposed to be getting help and so the fact that even if the system fails them and then nobody's checking on these people and they're living in squalor and they're living in these horrible conditions then that's that that, that's the system sense. failing them yes right?
2: so I'm, I'm not considering the fact that he's uh, he's differently able in this situation yeah so that yeah, does yeah. make a big difference okay
0: the the neighbors said they called it the rat house Ooh. and then main lobster industry devastated do we not have time to get into this quickly quickly what is the world coming to when americans cannot have their main lobster and eat it too we have yet another first world problem on our hands. We learned recently that there's an avocado shortage and now the new tariffs in China are messing with our lobster because this whole of this. What whole is this tr- accent
2: that you're doing?
0: <laughs> I'm, this is re- angry Republican, angry rich person. The lobster industry is taking a big dump because of the trade war. They are now being charged 25%, a 25% tariff to send out their lobster. And they were sending like tens of thousands of pounds of lobster a week to China. And now they're sending like zero because they don't want to pay the tariffs. And now all of these amazing lobster farmers are like, we are going to be out of jobs soon because... And then it's crazy because Trump is trying to help the rich, but now the rich are going to be mad because they're not going to be able to eat their Maine lobster.
2: I was actually going to say, well, Maine, that's what you get, but Maine voted for Hillary Clinton in the (laughs) election. So I literally just Googled it. I was like, eh, okay.
0: I can't crap on them. Yeah, exactly.
2: Um, All right. Well, Maine, I hope that your lobster fiasco gets figured out I don't know I don't know how to feel about that I, I mean I mean we all love lobster so there's that um, okay well thanks Donald Trump for uh, ruining the state of Maine because yeah. they didn't vote for you. Um, while we're talking about Donald Trump, we're going to take a look into politics coming up next. The uh, subpoena situation that happened with Don McGahn from the, White, uh, the former White House counsel, counsel, he didn't show up this morning. What does that mean? Plus, Trump's financial record story takes a really interesting and ironic twist. That's coming up next on the new Channel Q.
1: Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject.
0: Team. Drop the subject on the new channel Q. Allie Johnson, Jared Hill, and producer Ginger Justin, newly engaged. The show rolls along. We have other things we must get to before the show's end, and you have things to talk about that are going on in the White House. Uh, specifically with subpoenas
2: you just wanted to say subpoenas
0: subpoenas subpoenas (laughs) subpoenas
2: so uh, yes things are happening in the White House and on uh, and and there on Pennsylvania Avenue in Congress as well so this morning uh, former House uh, excuse me former White House uh, counsel Don McGahn was supposed to speak before Congress he's supposed to testify before the uh, the Judiciary Committee in the House and he didn't show up Um, Donald Trump had said that he was not going to and he was, you know, basically blocking him from being able to come and testify today in front of uh, the, the House Judiciary Committee. And uh, Jerry Nadler was not pleased about it. Um, this is now the second time that, you know, someone has not come because he's, you know, blocked them from coming. Last time, I believe it was about two weeks ago, we saw this with Bill Barr, who didn't show up because the president told him not to. Um, it's an interesting thing because I, I said this before, and I, I think it's really worth, bears repeating. This is... Us watching Congress like lose its power to the president um, and this is like how our country could very easily slip into like authoritarian rule right where no one can you know get him to do the things that they want so the the importance of this I think is we are watching Congress lose its power because it's they're either going to have to hold Domagan in contempt or let him get away with it, right?
0: Yeah, but even the contempt, they did the contempt thing with Bill Barr and that didn't seem to do anything either.
2: Well, like, Bill Barr is the Attorney General, so, like, they can't just, like, throw him in, in the jail underneath the Congress, right? Don right, McGahn but then... Don so, then is not in office. Like, he doesn't have a... He doesn't have an official title anymore, so, like... Seemingly, that could happen, and
0: he was the former what?
2: He's the former White House Counsel, so he was like the. the and was he
0: fired, or did he?
2: He left a number of months ago. He he resigned, and there's another person. Okay, in that there are so
0: there. many people who resigned or got fired. There's it's like really hard to keep seven track.
2: billion, give or take. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um. So that what's going to be interesting here is to kind of see what they do. Like there's there's some question about whether or not they're going to hold him in contempt, um, and you know what the the ramifications of that are. Um. Also, Hope Hicks has been Hope Hicks, the former um Comms director, or. Um, the from the white house the she, what director uh, she she worked in communications oh, at the white okay. house um and so sorry um, and so she's gone now um and so they're calling her and we're going to see what she's doing because she has a job at Fox, I believe um, was her most recent job where she's, um, you know, doing comms there. And it's interesting to kind of watch this evolve over time. And like Republicans are like, oh, this is all theater and this is, you know, it doesn't matter. And you guys are just trying to drag out the Mueller report. And it's like, what's important about this is watching the president like take more and more power Mm -hmm. away from Congress. Um, Another thing that we saw happen was they subpoenaed his financial records and his, his legal team went up against them and said, you know, we're not going to, Release the, 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 our financial um, uh, company is not going to release our records. And they went to court and they lost yesterday the court basically said you have to release these records to to Congress. You don't have a, a, a legal standing to not do that. What's most interesting about it now is... This is this the
0: tax returns or is this the this a financial is, report or something different? This is, is different?
2: financial documents. It's not the actual taxes, um, but it has a lot of the financial information in there. But like the, the trouble is like we don't know like what financial dealings Donald Trump has or, or his family or the company um, with other countries, with other, you know, possibly foreign adversaries, all that stuff. Well, so I remember
0: like, when you got elected, there was a lot of questions about that stuff anyway, because you're like, is he... Even even able to hold office when he has so much uh, personal stake in like he has so much so, so many of his other investments that he could benefit off of by right at, by getting into power
2: so not knowing about his finances we don't know who he's beholden to we right. don't know what relationships he's made all those kinds of things like we didn't know during the election that he was trying to build trump moscow i mean, trump moscow right that tower that would have been built there we didn't know that um we there's so many things that we don't know about him and, and how this company are, are being run so uh the most interesting ironic turn that that took uh today is that you know they're going to fight this more right so they they lost yesterday in court to trump's the trump administration um more so the Trump organization is going to be able to like hold that off and go to another court. What's interesting is, the court that they have to go before now is run by Merrick Garland, who is the person who was submitted to be the Supreme Court Justice that Republicans blocked during the last election. So, like, he was supposed to be, you know, nominated to the Supreme Court, and they they held off his nomination and never even brought him up for a vote and, like, basically dissolved his nomination for the Supreme Court.
0: Why? Because well, he's a Democrat? Because or because he's liberal? this was
2: during the 2016 election, and Republicans didn't want Barack Obama to get another Supreme Court um, point appointment over, over. So
0: he nominated this guy, and then every all the Republicans shot him down. And he's the one no. who's going to be deciding and next if we get the if we have to get the financial report. He's
2: now over the court that will you know be seeing this case. So the irony of that is is so rich because Merrick Garland was supposed to seemingly become the next Supreme Court justice, and that seat went to Brett Kavanaugh. And we saw how that all went. Yeah, so, so this
0: yeah. is his comeuppance now.
2: Yeah, it's a it's a rather uh, ironic twist of fate. Right.
0: Right. But then he has to stay objective.
2: He does. And I mean, Merrick Garland has always been praised for being rather moderate and, you know, a straightforward person and all of that. So you wouldn't think that he's going to, like, go in there and have, like, some revenge ruling or something. Right. But it is. Even though we would all not I mean, blame him for we're that. that. We're not all. I'm not that good of a person. Right.
0: <laughs> um, but I yeah. would never be a judge. I, mean, I would never be a, an unbiased judge.
2: I, I would love to be a judge on a court show um, <laughs> but, in daytime television. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, Domigan, I mean, and, excuse me, not Domagan, but Merrick Garland uh, is in this very interesting position now to but see I, what's going to happen. I
0: don't understand why... This can drag out for so effing long. Like we've been trying to get this dude's financial information ever since he got elected, and it's been what two and a half years, almost three. Yeah. And he and and this is still in court. And then it got turned. Down, like they said, you're telling me that they in the last court they ruled you you need to give us this information. So are you allowed to just take your case and be like, all right, well we're gonna go to this other court now. We'll see you later. It's like well, what? They can, can... No one court has to decide, and then that's that. Why well, is it
2: no so? So the way that the court system works is it 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 goes up the ranks. So like this oh, goes I to see. federal court. So they it's like they could fight this all and the way. Blah blah blah. Right. They oh, could take see. this all the way to the Supreme Court, which I I can't imagine that that would go well for Donald Trump. But I think more than anything, they're trying to stall. They're trying to um, hold off and and get it by as much time as they can to be able to um, drag this out and make it look worse and worse for Democrats. Because and also like the the bad part about it is like it is it looks like the the narrative that the president is able to continue to push says like Democrats are just going after me and there's nothing here, blah, 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 blah. We might end up seeing those reports and there's nothing really that good in there, but we don't know what's in there. Yeah.
0: Or we could demand them and then they won't show up.
2: Exactly. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? Like I
0: hold you in contempt, you financial reports. Yeah,
2: (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Well, it would be the financial institution. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see, but I think people need to recognize like we are watching our Congress lose its power. if They don't do. This is
0: like animal farm.
2: It's, I don't know what that means. That
0: book? Animal Farm?
2: Yeah, no, Animal Farm. Yeah, Eureka's Castle.
0: No, 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 no. The no, book okay. Animal Farm, where everybody's like, "Oh, we're gonna have." It's basically how communism turns into totalitarianism, uh, but it's all in the perspective of like these farm animals that are all hanging out and they think everything's great, and then like one animal decides to take over, and it's like slowly the people start losing their power, and it's crazy. I had to do a book report on it.
2: Okay, well, but that's
0: what's happening. That's, that's what a, you're explaining.
2: It's a great transition to the next story that we'll be talking about after this break. We're going to talk about something that happened on Sesame Street. Uh, a very <laughs> different story than what we're yeah. talking about something just happened on Sesame Street and it's a pretty significant moment. Yeah, there's a new character. And, yeah, and what this character represents for kids is going to be pretty outstanding. Uh, that's coming up on the new Channel Q.
1: Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject.
0: Drop the subject on the new Channel Q. Allie Johnson and Jared Hill hanging with you. Thanks for checking us out. You can listen to the podcast if you miss anything, of course. Just... Give uh, Drop the subject, a little old search, wherever you get your podcasts. You can subscribe, you can listen, you can comment, you can do whatever you want, pretty much. You have the power. This is not a to- totalitarian...
2: Radio show?
0: Radio show. Yeah, this is a democracy, okay? And uh, I, we've been talking about some... Frustrating things, but so why don't we move on to something exciting? Yes. This is a good thing. Yes. And I I don't I think about the cartoons that I watched when I was a kid and I don't remember them making such an important statement. Sure. You know, as they do now. I think people are using kids cartoons to change the world yeah. in a really positive way. It's very exciting. We saw uh, last week Arthur, they premiered an episode where Mr. Ratburn his teacher married an armadillo. Or no, he's an armadillo and he married a, a male rat, so it was two, a rat and an armadillo breaking barriers and getting married. Now there's an update, of course, to that, and some PBS station in Alabama is not airing that episode, which is
2: controversial. They didn't air, yeah, they decided to run a rerun instead because they thought it was, didn't fit with their, their morals.
0: Which is BS, because I think PBS stations in general are real gay. <laughs> You know, it's always like old opera shows and stuff, <laughs> like jewelries.
2: I don't even know how to respond to that, <laughs> but OK. Yeah.
0: I just I mean, it's if they aired that episode, it would not be the gayest thing on PBS. But now the Muppets is uh, bringing to light a, a group that probably has not gotten a lot of representation on, uh, on TV, except for that show The Fosters. Um, no, there, I mean, there, I'm sure there is some stuff there, but I think what's nice is that Sesame Street is now debuting, debuting a new character named Carly, who is the first ever Muppet in foster care. Let's take a listen.
3: Well, when will Carly's mommy be back? Well, we don't know for sure when that will be, but what we do know is Carly belongs here for now. We want her here with us. Carly...
0: You have a place at our table. See? Isn't that so nice? You are safe. And they sing a nice little song. (laughs) You are strong. So it gets rather emotional here.
2: I love this. I think what's so great about it is that, you know, kids need to see reflections of themselves in media. And so, like, this is something that, I've never even thought about the fact that we don't show, you know, like, and I'm watching a show right now uh, called Claws with Niecy Nash, and like, she was a foster kid. Her and her brother were in the foster care system, and like, they talk about that various times throughout the show. And it's kind of like, oh, this is this is a piece of representation I didn't think about. And so to see this happening on Sesame Street, it's great to see that children who don't have a traditional family where they're, you know, with their biological parents get to see someone kind of like them and say like, oh, you don't yeah. have a family like I, like everyone else's family no, as and, well.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think that they also had. Didn't they have a a, a disabled muppet too? Just, I, am believe I, there, am I, wrong I believe about there.
2: I believe there was a. a, a or a, there was
0: a character that had autism or something like
2: that. Yeah, they've been Sesame Street has actually been really progressive with, um, and not, not even like politically progressive, but just like in evolving and being able to show like different kinds of kids that have different kinds of experiences. And I think that's really really important for kids, especially at the age that they're probably watching Sesame Street. Right? Yeah, no, totally. So and I think that's really cool.
0: I, I agree, and I think that uh, the other thing I would like to see is if we're talking about a kid that has uh, foster parents. What about the Muppet that has gay parents?
2: I mean, I, so the, the gay part of it, right, is like a lot more Like, we're going with political. no
0: parents before gay parents?
2: I mean, I, I mean, there's probably more kids with no parents than gay parents, realistically. Yeah, I guess that's know, that true. That live with their grandparents or their aunt or their uncle or in the foster system. But, like, I the the foster care thing is less political than having gay parents, right? Like, having gay parents yeah. is, like, pushing the gay agenda, Right. Which, Foster
0: know, parents is like, oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's uh, just I just think it's really cool that they 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 thought about this and thought about those kinds of kids that have a different non traditional family. I think that's really cool.
0: I agree. Um, the only question that I have, and I don't know if you're going to agree with me on this, but on Sesame Street, I kind of thought a lot of them didn't have parents.
2: You never think about who their parents right. are, right? Exactly. I'm looking at it going, okay,
0: this character has foster parents because her mom can't really take care of her right now, but what what's going on with Elmo? Like, why is Elmo? Elmo seems like a child to me I mean, who's I think... just wandering around on the streets of Sesame talking to adults and children and kind of roaming free. I think they're... I. Th-
2: think all the Muppets are supposed to represent children so I I I don't know I guess I never thought about like where their parents are we only see like a a handful of parents I haven't watched Sesame Street in so long we only really see like a handful of parents on that show and so yeah I didn't think about that but I guess they all have parents like somewhere I guess we are supposed to assume so we're
0: just supposed to assume that everyone has parents but they're just not prevalent on Sesame Street
2: yeah kind of like you know on a show where like the The parents just don't have lines, I guess. Uh, yeah. Like where, like
0: peanuts. Where my favorite just...
2: example, my well, yeah, like my favorite example of that was when I watched Family Matters as a kid. There's like this running joke that like Judy, the little sister on the show, like yeah. at the end of season two or three, she went upstairs and never came back down. Like <laughs> the the actor, like they just wrote her out of the show, right? Like and we they just... don't
0: explain what happened. Exactly. Yeah. So like
2: we just assume that like Judy's not there anymore. She's upstairs playing for yeah. a really long time. Yeah. So kind of the same thing, I guess, with these SME Street kids is like. They they have parents somewhere, I guess? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know.
0: It just made me think about it because I'm going, okay, well, you know, people like Elmo and all these other characters are just, like, hanging out on the street. They're talking to men who live in garbage cans, you know? They're, like, they're learning things, which I guess is nice, but it seems like kind of a free-for-all, so I, <laughs> that any parents are involved at all, I'm like, great, that's awesome. In a
2: very Toy Story kind of way. They're just, like, running the show.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, we're going to play a song now. Okay. Um, but when we get back... We're going to talk about a new trend in the uh, touring music tour world, right?
2: Yes, I'm. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, Whitney Houston is going back on tour, which is probably kind of drawing. We'll <laughs> tell you how and why that's possible. Coming up right after this.
1: Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject.
0: Lady Gaga always taking over the airwaves of Channel Q. This is Drop the Subject. I'm Allie Johnson. Jarrett Hill is with me. And so is Ginger Justin, our producer. And I was just looking. I don't know if you can weigh in on this at all, Jarrett, but uh, the hashtag first cartoon crush is trending on Twitter. And I don't know about you, but hmm. my first cartoon crush was definitely April from Ninja Turtles. She was very beautiful and I also, though, kind of had a thing for Michelangelo in a weird way. But that was before I went full gay. I, I was just a kid.
2: Yikes. Okay.
0: But people like, uh, let's see, we've got
2: I think Ursula,
0: I, I we've think got I Mulan, is, but... we've got Jasmine. We've got She-Ra and He-Man. I mean, this is like, it's really interesting to see people's tastes. It's
2: interesting, because I'm I'm trying to remember what my first cartoon crush was, and I I think it was Hercules.
0: Oh, Hercules is a good one. You know, Meg from Hercules is is on there, too.
2: I'm sorry. I think it was Tarzan.
0: Oh, Tarzan.
2: He was so chiseled. Exactly. He's running around in a loincloth. I've always been the same person. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. No, he was like hot and bodied and, you know. And barely spoke. (laughs) Well... I don't. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Depends on the day, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But yeah, I think it was Tarzan. I was like, "Oh my god, who yeah." Looks like that?
0: Well, I mean, it's it's Watch interesting out for
2: that tree. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means.
0: <laughs> I think you do. It felt good though. I think that uh, it's very interesting that people sit around and think about how to make cartoons
2: hot. Because they do. If you think about
0: these, they have, like, features of really stereotypically attractive or hot people.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, they have to be someone that they want to look at to work on for two years, that kids want to go see and, like, are, like, the ideals of beauty or whatever. I mean if Ariel wasn't pretty like what if people have been it's just excited some weird about gargoyle. you know what I mean exactly yeah like I mean they they made Pocahontas like they're like stand
0: know. or the sea lady exactly Oof. I mean
2: they they, they kind of take all of these like uh, characters or whatever and make them into like these gorgeous people or whatever and it's like they didn't look anything like that. Mind you, Ariel wasn't a real person. But like, you know what I mean? But like
0: <laughs> The real Ariel didn't look anything like that. But, okay? yeah, like,
2: but they take like these things that are, you know, fictional or or even like historic and like make them into like these ideals of beauty. And like then it's like we fall in love with them.
0: Yeah. But then I think that they eventually need to break the mold on that. Maybe make a Disney princess that's not stereotypically gorgeous.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a that's a whole conversation. You know, like yeah.
0: make, make her a little frumpy so yeah. we can relate.
2: And then movie book smart that's coming out on Friday which is one of my favorite movies right now they there's a scene where the girls are high and they become dolls like they're like Barbie dolls, uh-huh. and they're like, "What is up with this body? Like, I don't have any boobs. Where's my waist and all this different <laughs> stuff?" So, um, Justin's already telling us that we're about to be out of town. That's not true. Time. That can't right. possibly. That's be not
0: true, Justin. <laughs> we literally just got back, and we were away from alone, you for Justin. a long time. We need to talk about hologram tours so, because I think these are so fascinating to me. The fact that dead people can now go on tour and people will buy tickets and go see them in concert.
2: So yes, this is about Whitney Houston. This Story comes from CNN, uh, written by Elisa Respers, France. Um, and it says, Seven years after she died, Whitney Houston is set to go on tour. The singer who died in 2012 at the age of 48 after an accidental drowning will get the hologram treatment. Um, Pat Houston, the pop star's sister in law, former manager, and now president and chief executive officer of her state, said in a statement, quote, Whitney prided herself on her family, and that included her fans. She adored adored her audiences, and that's why we know she would have loved this holographic theatrical, theatrical concept. Now, the thing for me about this is... I think like the appeal of going to see a live show is like seeing the actual person and seeing how they move, how they act. And I right. remember seeing Janet Jackson the first time in in Oakland at the at the arena and thinking like I'm breathing the same air as Janet Jackson right now for the on, on the All for You tour. And like it, she's like, oh my god, she's here, you know? Right. It, she's real, hol- yeah, exactly. Yeah. The hologram is, like, literally the antithesis of, like, she's real. It's like, oh, she's computer generated. Like, she is
0: 3D and she is moving, but I could stick my hand through her. Exactly. You know?
2: And, like, I always, I, whenever people are talking about celebrities and how they feel about them and whatever, I always ask them, like, how many times have you seen Kim Kardashian and it wasn't through the lens of a camera? like I probably hope, never I hope that that would you be the I mean? only times I would well, see well but like her. what I'm saying is like you very rarely see these people oh, in oh yeah person. in real life you know yeah. what I mean like it's always through the lens of a camera so and, seeing and them
0: live is a part is breaking it's a up. part of the thing yeah. 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 yeah so
2: it's like going to go see a hologram of Whitney Houston or anyone like Amy Winehouse is doing well, this as well
0: and doing a live show you don't know what's going to happen just like with live radio exactly. anything could happen so Justin Janet Jackson could take Jackson us a song at any have, moment
2: she, you know <laughs>
0: he could cut us off at any moment and say shut up uh, no, no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lady Gaga could take over the airwaves again. Right. No, but I mean if you are in a hologram, there's no, it's all pre-planned. It's not like Whitney Houston is just going to start improv and start no doing crowd work. Yeah, yeah, there's no spontaneity. They're not going to be like, oh my god, what's she going to do with this note? She she's going to do the same. She
2: sign out in the audience. <laughs> no. You know, like, yeah, no. I didn't think about that. That's a really important part.
0: Yeah, so it's like, if yeah, if she's looking out in the crowd and seeing a sign, she's not going to bring that person up and hug them and let them do a a a stage proposal or anything like that. You always
2: want to see that person hit that note or, you know, see how they're going to sing it differently or, you know... And
0: how is she going to sing it? Is this stuff that she sang before and they're just plugging it in? It's just like her album put to a
2: hologram? So part of the other thing that that, um, they were talking about is like releasing like unreleased music or whatever, calling it new music. Um, Things that she had recorded that had never been released, which I'm sure like some diehard fans will really love, but like, I don't know. It's just not as exciting to like... um, she recorded this 20 years ago and you've never heard it or 10 or however long ago um, it's not as exciting but like as a person who loved Whitney like it will be interesting to hear like what this music is because like her last album was really really great and it's like um, okay well, what is this music going to be? What is this show going to be? I don't know how much you can charge people to come to see a hologram. That's you know? my thing,
0: is I think about the people that I would like to see. I've never seen Prince in concert. I've never seen Whitney Houston. I've yeah. never seen Queen. So yeah, would I like to see them? Because I've never seen them. Do, I mean, you're not getting the full experience, yeah. but at least you're getting something. So I would maybe do that, but I wouldn't pay more than like a hundred bucks.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. For any of it, really. I mean, but like when Madonna did that thing at the with the holograms at the I got that for free. That was it cost her $5 million to do that. Oh you know what I mean? So it's a really expensive <laughs> oh thing. Lord. We are completely out of time talking about Whitney Houston and the holograms <laughs> and subpoenas and, and subpoenas. all kinds of different things. Allie Johnson, thanks for hanging out. Thank
0: you this for has hanging been a blast.
2: out. Um, Justin, thank you for getting engaged and doing the list with us. <laughs> um, and thank you to the concession stand upstairs for having chips, because I needed them.
0: For getting Jarrett some food, because <laughs> you getting were getting hungry.
2: I was, I was about to go there. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. Make sure to share it with a friend. Tune into the podcast. You can find it wherever you find podcasts. And uh, we'll see you here tomorrow.
1: Drop the subject.
2: I'm Jarrett.
0: And I'm Allie. And we're a new couple. So in addition to doing our regularly scheduled gay MA tomorrow, we will also be doing a couples compatibility quiz.
2: Oh, can't wait. What do you mean? No, it sounds really fun. I, I'm, I'm really excited. Well,
0: if you didn't it. like it, then why didn't you say anything? Why because didn't now, you ask me first? Well, we're doing the promo right now, so I can't take it back now, can I? When are you going to get over
2: the fact that I'm not Kevin?
1: <laughs> Drop the subject. Weekdays, 12 to 2 Pacific, 3 to 5 Eastern. On the new Channel Q.